Well, hey everyone, this is Athena and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because He is faithful and good. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8.28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and the other two episodes will include a time for Insider Insights, where I'll answer publishing questions from our listeners. So hey, Let's get started. Well, welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am here today with one of my most favorite Redemption Press authors, Phyllis Mantelli, to kickstart our time together today. And then during the second half of the show, Cynthia Cavanaugh and I will be providing insider insights and announcing a very exciting opportunity for any of you ladies out there who have a book idea in your heart, but have no idea how to get it out, especially now with things um, as tenuous as they are in our world. So we are just super excited about that. But Phyllis, before I give a proper introduction, let me just welcome you to the All Things Podcast. Thank you so much. You bet. So Phyllis Mantelli is a speaker, author, and co-host of the popular podcast 24 Carat Conversations, and she is a mama mentor based in the Silicon Valley in California. Her memoir, Unmothered, Life with a Mom Who Couldn't Love Me, has been making a huge impact on women across the country. And just a few little known facts about Phyllis. She loves her quiet time. That is one of those things she cherishes. Her next favorite thing, uh, of course, is her grandson curling up with a blanket, hot tea, and reading a good book or watching a great movie. Her family is her, you know, proudest moment of her life is just to look at her family and all that uh, they have done to just be there and support her even while she was writing her book to see God's handiwork in giving her the family that she has and always desired to have just it brings her to happy tears <laughs> which is uh yeah I know that feeling so Phyllis um before we really dive into your book I want to ask you to just share your Romans eight twenty eight story with us but that is very integral as I mean, your whole story, your memoir is a total Romans 828 really story. Is. So, yeah. <laughs> but let's just start with how God worked so many things together for good. And then we'll move into talking a little bit more specifically about your book and about the, the takeaways for our audience. Yeah. So I think, um, the biggest, when you were talking earlier, just, uh, you know, briefly mentioning my bio, I think that the biggest working things, all, all things for good is, um, giving me that family now that I have in spite of growing up in the family I had. And, um, when I sit back and just, you know, look at my two grown daughters, my grandson, my beautiful husband, um, who drives me crazy sometimes, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I just smile like, and especially during this time too, I'm so grateful for my family. Um, we've been staying connected. The ones that are close were here, but, uh, the ones that are far away with my grandson, my daughter and my son-in-law, you know, it's so great to be able to talk to them via FaceTime and see them and know that they're healthy. And I think, yeah, that when I, when I look at that, I just, every day, like, I just thank God for, I was just praying that this morning, I was like crying, just like praying for, um, to continue to bless my family and help it grow. And, um, keep them safe because they are my biggest joy. Mm. 
Well, and the thing that's so cool is, you know, you had such a broken childhood, such a broken relationship with your mom, you know, so much trauma Mm -hmm. to now have God give you this amazing, I mean, to just give you the exact opposite of what you grew up with. How Romans 828 is that? Yeah. Well, and I would say too, um, that comes with a lot of broken, um, moments and, um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of hard work. So it's not like, you know, poof, here's your beautiful family. (laughs) You know, it's, it's really about when I look back at the history. So one of the things I love how God works is when you look back at the history of your life, you realize that he had his hand in everything, even the hard things. Mm -hmm. And so, Um, I can look back and remember some really dangerous moments, some really sad moments where I felt like I couldn't go on, but yet there was this inner strength that I didn't even know I had where it was pulling me forward. And so Mm. I think when people hear a redemptive story, they have to understand that there are a lot of bumps in the road that you have to move past. And I think that's where people, women, especially they get stuck. And so, you know, you have the one bad relationship and then you break up with that guy and you say, Oh, I'm going to do it differently, but you don't. Cause the next guy that comes and whispers in your ear, you fall back into the same kind of thing. And then you go, why doesn't my life work? You know, my life sucks. It's horrible. And it's like, cause you're not making the changes. And so those changes are really right. hard and there were a lot of lonely moments. There were a lot of dark moments um, and things that I brought upon myself. I'm not, you know, blaming everybody else. It's like I was responsible for a lot of things that I got myself into. But there is a hope of, um, okay, are you ready to change it? Are you ready to do it different? Because he's like holding his hand out saying, I have this redemptive story for you, but I can't give it to you until you walk through all the way through the dark tunnel and come Mm. to the other side. That's so good because there's so we're, we're so broken Mm -hmm. that if we don't let Jesus into those places and heal us, then we're still operating out of that brokenness and just going around the mountain one more time we're very we're very human aren't we we um, you know it's like the thing that I see a lot and I hear a lot out in society and you know social media and television and things is people just they want what the heart wants and to me I'm like well your heart can be fickle you need more Mm -hmm. than just your heart Um, your soul has to be in the right place And I think that's the missing component sometimes is people want what feels good. But I think that some of the hardest things you go through, which we hate it and don't want to go through it, but some of the hardest things you go through are the best learning moments. Absolutely. And there's a scripture that says the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Yeah. You know, and David even said, help me not to lie to myself. That is who we are. I think it's really a good point because in the Bible, if you really, really read the Bible, those people, they were people, all of those beautiful written scriptures are from men that struggled with life struggles. They weren't perfect. They weren't saints. Mm -hmm. They had these horrific lives, but they kept going back to Jesus and asking what, what helped me now? What do I do now? Cause I messed it up so bad. And that's always the kind of question we should be asking mm. instead of blaming everyone yeah. else. We need to ask that question every right. time. Right. Mm. So, you know, as I have some questions that I want to ask mm-hmm. you, but as we're, as we're talking through this and having this conversation, you know, in light of the uh, coronavirus mm-hmm. and everything, all the pressure that we're all under having to stay home with, you know, women being made homeschool right. moms at, at the drop of a hat. I'm so sorry. Without, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just so much trauma yeah. just in that. Yeah. Um, So I want to, you know, I know you're going to have some rich things to share with those 
that are struggling because of all of the changes that we have all been hit with. But let's start with, because this whole, your story, your Romans 828 story of having a narcissist for a mom who couldn't love you and, and just how you were able with God's help to really um, minister to her mm-hmm. with such forgiveness now you you're mentoring other women who are struggling with dysfunctional moms. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my mom was, um, she, well, yes, she was very narcissistic. She was an alcoholic and, um, suspected bipolar, um, but she didn't want medication for it. So we never really delved deep into that when we hit the doctor's office. But, um, we just always grew up with this mom that, um, you just didn't know what you got when you went home at the end of the day. So you didn't bring a lot of friends over because you could either mm-hmm. have the mom who was baking cookies that everything's great, everything's fine. And then five minutes later, if you spilt milk, she was screaming at you. And now we got to clean the whole house and just crazy, just craziness. But, um, you know, I think growing up with that, I just the anxiety and the, um, it's funny, my mom always called me the peacekeeper of the family, which I didn't want that role, but it really became um, a natural progression. I think it's just in me to make sure the whole family's okay and everyone's um, in their place and just wanted to keep everything at bay. And so I um, was the one child out of three that could really calm her down and understand her. And as I got older and became a mom, I started searching out, why is she the way she is? And what I found out is that it's a very generational thing. And so um, my mom was unmothered at nine. She was taken away from her mom. And so as I started putting the pieces together, I realized that it really wasn't about her not loving us. She did love us. She just couldn't. And so um, there were, you know, she never got the help she needed to become better. And that's what I, you know, I'm saying to people is like, there are things that bad things can happen to you, but unless you find the reason for it and really improve yourself. And all she would do was sit in a corner and pray of her on her rosary beads, but then she would go back out and do the same humanistic things again, without really finding that deep spiritual power that only God can give you. She didn't have it. And so um, she was always the victim. She was always, um, and she was the victim of abuse, physical abuse. I saw tons of that growing up and into my twenties that I don't wish on anyone to see and had to bandage her up many, many times. And so through that, I had to learn, I made my own mistakes in my twenties. And then I had to learn how to break that generational dysfunction and, you know, making that comment of like these poor moms now that are stuck at home. And I started thinking, you know, I was telling Athena earlier, thank God I'm not a mom of small kids right now. Cause I probably wouldn't be a very good mom <laughs> having these kids like 24 seven underfoot. And now you're, you have to be a nurse and, you have to be the homeschool teacher and you have to be the cook and the chef and all the things and, um, and do that gracefully. And I don't know, I think a lot of moms are freaking out. And if you have any kind of um, trauma from your childhood, it could bring out some things, Mm -hmm. you know, in your personality to your children. And so, and then the flip side of that, um, we were talking about, um, that if you have a mom right now that you are taking care of, because I ended up taking care of my mom until she passed from dementia in 2007, I took care of her all the while raising my kids. So right now with this coronavirus and stuff going on, um, you have these poor moms that are not only at home with their children 24 seven, now they also have a mom that's calling them probably amped up more anxiety, more narcissism, more everything saying, what about me? What about me? And screaming at their daughter saying, you have to take care of me. And so there's this split of um, responsibilities and that can be really stressful on women. Mm. So you, you have a community 
uh, an unmothered community of women that you minister to out of this experience that you had, you're able to speak life into them. And so, so I'll bet, I'll bet it's, there's, there's just a lot of triggering going on. There really is. And I actually, I do, it's called the unmothered community on Facebook. And so we started a group there for women to come and you know, just express their feelings and feel safe. And I, I just started it. So we're going to be, um, we're growing every day and I'm going to be popping on with videos and, and some, uh, good learning skills for them and just different things. But one of the things I was talking to you about earlier is, um, setting boundaries. It's a good time to set boundaries with your mother since, um, you can blame the state. (laughs) And say it's, you know, it's shelter in place. So she really can't come to your house at any time of the day or night. Um, You can't go to hers. You know, you can leave food at the doorstep or whatever. But, um, you know, unless it's a a case where she needs extra help. But it's a good time to set um, solid boundaries because that is one of my six life lessons that I'm going to be teaching later on it's a second book coming of the six life lessons and that I've learned of being raised by a dysfunctional mother and so one of those is really you've got to set your boundaries there was times when my mom tried to pull me away from my family it was like she always had a crisis everything was an emergency she was dying and I you know just got to the point where I was like if you're not bleeding and you don't need to go to the hospital guess what? You need to wait till tomorrow because this is my time with my family. And so what will happen is if you don't place your family in the most important spot and create that um, calmness in your family, she will come in with her toxicity and she will disrupt everything that you're trying to change. And then there's no way you can break that generational chain if you keep letting, allowing her to come in and destroy everything you're building up. So right now it's great because you can say it's not safe to come and be with the grandkids right now. It's not safe for me to just pop on in whenever let's set up a schedule. And then from when this whole thing is over, you can do that um, Mm -hmm. continually and be able to um, set aside time for your mom lovingly, but also make your family the top priority Absolutely. So, so let me ask you this, what would you have done differently in your journey or in raising your own kids? So many things. (laughs) (laughs) So I will say, it's so funny you said that because I was thinking that the other day. So I'm, you know, my poor daughter, she, she's the working mom and she now has to homeschool her little two-year-old and He's so cute. They're like showing me all their little projects and stuff, but you know, he's, he's getting bored and he wants to be out. And, uh, and I think about that time when I was raising them and I think, um, if I could give any advice and I know this is really hard to, to like think about, but it's just being more patient. And, um, I know there was times when I was just not enjoying the moment. I just was, um, anxious, you know, and I wanted to just move to the next thing. And although I don't think I put that on my kids as much, I, I wish that I had just, um, really breathed in, you know, when people always say it goes by really fast and, you know, when you have spit up on your shirt Mm. and you haven't slept in 12 hours and, you know, just everything's a mess, you're like, ugh, great. Like, let it pass. Like, I don't care right now, but honestly, looking back, Um, I really understand what those women meant when they said, just enjoy every moment because it goes by in a flash. And before you know it, like, especially when they hit junior high, high school, it seems like it just like goes so fast. (laughs) You're like, wait, 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 I'm not done with this part yet. And then they're saying goodbye and they're going to college and you're like, wait, I just raised this child to 18. Like, how did that happen? Mm. And so my biggest advice would just be relax, like enjoy the moment. Um, and to let, I just talked to someone the other day and, you know, she was beating herself up over something. And I said, listen, there is no such thing as a perfect mom. There is no such thing. Mm -hmm. You will never get there. Like stop trying to be everything to this child. Like 
just know like you are doing the best that you can. You're a good mom and you can you make improvements? Absolutely. If you see where you're fault at something, like fix it. And also be humble enough to apologize to your children when something goes wrong. Like, please don't be proud and create this riff where you're not speaking or whatever. Like, just go to that child. If it takes a hundred times, like just go to that child and be like, I am so sorry. I messed up. Let me start over. If they are willing to give you that second chance, third chance, hundredth chance, like take it and do it differently. But Mm -hmm. we have to get out of this um, component of everyone thinking that if this person does this, 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 and this, I'm a better mom than you. It's like, no, we all have our faults. We all have our shortcomings. Um, Just find out the passion of your child, love your child where they are and know like each child also is going to be so different. They all have different spirits. They can come from the very same place and they are just completely different Mm -hmm. people. And so embrace that. Stop trying to put them in a box and make them what you want them to be. I think those are like really good things that I've learned over the years is my daughters are completely different personalities. They actually fought for so long because they didn't understand each other. And now they've reached a point in their twenties where they're like, okay, yeah, you think differently than I do. That's okay. And so they're starting to embrace that a little bit more and finding the strengths that they have in each other where they can feed off each other. So where one is weaker, one is stronger in that kind of thing. So let your children like find their giftings and embrace those and really like, keep, I tell people we're not a perfect family, but we're a bonded family. So we may fight about Mm. certain things, but we come together in times when it counts. And we are also able to be, to go to each other and say, I'm really mad at you for doing this, this, and this, and then let's talk it out. Amen. And that's so good. Instead of just giving the cold Mm -hmm. shoulder or going to bed angry, you go to bed angry and scripture says you are opening the door. You're giving the it's enemy true. a foothold. And I will say I have that. gone to bed angry. At and... <laughs> but, um, but it doesn't yeah. feel good. And it's like, you know, the cute thing is, is the next day, like he'll always text and say, hello, <laughs> are we okay? And it's like, yeah, we're good. And then we'll talk about it after. But yeah, you're right. When you combine that and you start making it a history of like going to bed mad. And then it's like one day, two days a week. And then, you know, or you don't talk Mm -hmm. about it and Mm -hmm. fix it. And then all of a sudden the next thing, you know, you're just roommates hanging out. You're not really in love with that person anymore. Yeah. And that's, so I love that, that you, you guys work through your stuff. Oh, believe me, my kids. You talk about it. You process it. (laughs) They'll be the first to tell <laughs> that's you. That's good. I love that. <laughs> well, but that's because you've humbled yourself to yeah. them before. And you've said, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. So you, you, when you're a good model, then you, you do give them the, you give them that privilege of saying, uh, mm-hmm. wait a second. <laughs> And it teaches them to be that way too. And And also like, I want my kids to always know that their home, this home is their safe place. Like anything that happens here, like we're always going to love them. Like they can come here and tell me anything, Mm. nothing. First of all, nothing would shock me because I've pretty much done it all. But, but you know, it's just like, you can come and tell me anything. I'm not going to, I will never shun away from my children And I want them to come to me first so that we can figure out what our next steps are. Like, I don't want them to ever be afraid. Um, You know, oh my gosh, I made this huge mistake. I can never tell my parents. It's like, no, no, no. You can come home and tell us. Right. We'll figure it out, whatever it is. Mm. And then I Mm. I also, I I do want to mention too, like, uh, aside from all of that stuff is having a, a huge spiritual grounding, you know, um, one of the best compliments and joys of my life is watching my children worship God and teaching my grandson, you know, how God loves him. And I think having that firm foundation 
also ground you into the closeness of your family. Um, when you show them how much God loves mm. them and he's there with you no matter what. And there's been a couple things that my adult children have gone yeah. through and they're just like, I don't know, I'm giving up hope. And I said, don't do that. Like God is there. Like, here's what I, I feel from you. And, you know, we would pray over this stuff. And then a week later, they're like, oh my gosh, mom, like this happened. I can't believe it. And they would say, and they would say mm. to me, thank you for your prayers. So yeah. that's important is to keep yeah. that, keep him centered that. in your life. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So I would like a couple things I want to mm -hmm. kind of wrap up with. One is, um, would just love to have you share a couple of tips or tools that would help those women who are listening kind of remember God's faithfulness, that he is working all things together mm -hmm. for good, even when we can't see it. What what can you suggest that would help them? Yeah, really so keep especially that in right now, I know like tensions are high because we're not able to go out. And I'll tell you one thing: like I'm so missing hugs from my friends and stuff. And my husband is like, I, I have this joke now because I told him one day, and he he goes, "Oh, do you need a hug?" And I said, "Well, yeah, but like I hug you all the time." <laughs> hug for my friends so now he every day he's like do you need a hug and he's like chasing me around the house I'm like get away from me <laughs> I don't want any more hugs from you and so it's become a joke but um you know since you can't reach out to others one of the things I've been doing which you know hopefully this is a tip for others is because I believe in the thing that fills your heart too is it's not just about you it's about other people and so what I've been doing is um mm. I've been writing cards to my friends and sending them out and just letting mm. them know, like, I, I was praying for you today. I was thinking about you today. I just want you to know how much I love you. And I think that just like God loves that and he fills your heart up even more. Like, you know, when you give out something that makes you feel better than getting something sometimes. And so it, mm. I'll say sometimes, yep. cause yep. you know, there's certain things I really like, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's honestly, it's just such a great feeling when you can pour out to others. So even though we're in this time where it's just like isolation and you feel like it's all about you and the feelings that you're having, I know like I'm having a lot of anxiety. So I know like your listeners are probably having, especially the young mamas, like shout out to the young mamas. I feel you and I appreciate you guys because I know it's really hard doing this right now, but I would say journal write down your feelings, um, really like write down, Ooh, go good. when you do your Bible study in the morning, like I have my journal next to me. And if I see a verse that just like, Oh, rips at my heart or like encourages me, I immediately write that in my journal. And that way I can look back at it and be like, Oh yeah, I remember that time when I remember that time when we were sheltered in place and you can go back to that verse and be like, that fed me that day. And so I think journaling super important, mm. especially you need that. If you have to get up earlier, just like get up, you need that alone time before the day starts with these kids that are in the house that you can't, can't get away from right now. Like it's just that. And so I would say journaling, writing cards to other people to pour out to other people, stay connected. You know, if you need to do a lot of my friends are doing like little FaceTime things like what my daughter went home the other mm -hmm. night and did a FaceTime with her friend that lives out of town and they watched Grey's Anatomy together over FaceTime. And I thought that was cute. Cause I was like, you know, cause she lives by herself oh. and she's like, you know, we're going to do a whole podcast on singles mm -hmm. being in this thing right now. They're feeling even more alone. And you know, my oldest daughter Very mentioned that isolated. yesterday. She goes, yeah. Mom, how's Dominique doing? You know, and I said, it's it's hard. You know, she does come back and forth to see us because she helps me. But um, other than that, she's going home at night and just being by herself. And so isolation is, you know, mm. it's you don't want to get in that place. And especially if you have um, traumas from being um, unmothered and things like that really recognize that. I think that's the first step is recognizing that is what you're feeling. You're feeling a trauma right now. You're, you're scared. Like you're feeling abandoned again. 
Um, so the only way to do that is to reach out to others and, um, and really read your verses. And aside from that, I, again, I would say just like, try to go back to, um, being a kid with your kids, just enjoy the moment, like find the joy, like right now yeah. you could be teaching them something that for the rest of their life, they may grow up. 15 years from now and be like, remember that time we all had to stay home? Like, it was so much fun with you, mom. Like, you were so great. Like, make it really a good, yeah, make it a memory. Make it a yeah. memory. So. I know. Yeah. Instead of grumbling about it, which is easy to do. So I wanted, I wanted to just ask you one kind of last thing, because I, have such fond memories of the process as you were getting coached through the writing of your story, which yeah. was not an easy story to write about. And, and I just loved how, you know, as you and Dory worked back and forth and just hearing about the times when you felt like, no, I can't, I can't tell that part. I can't, I t tell us a little bit about that. Cause I think that's so, it's it's oh. just so important to realize what the the, yeah. the revelations you got well, in the process were I, so when key. I see people who are who, they've read my book and they go, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about writing a book, and I was like, really, <laughs> so much harder than you think. But um, I have to say, find a good editor because I have the best editor. Dory Harrell is like uh, a gem, but I was just like oh you're driving me crazy because I would start writing something and I would send it to her and she'd call me and say yeah so this is really good but um what happened to this thing over here that you skipped and I was like oh I don't I don't really want to talk about that you know in detail and she's like oh yeah that's exactly what we want to talk about in detail because she said if they if people don't <laughs> trust you with your story if they see that you're skipping over things that are the very things that they may be struggling with too. They are not going to trust you and they're not going to keep reading mm. this book. They're going to say, well, she didn't go through what I went through. It was a piece of cake for her. So why would I trust her? You know, why would I want her to be my mentor? Why would I want her to coach me? You know, like, why would I want to join her groups? And so I reluctantly wrote some really hard things in the book that um, I had to talk to my family about because, you know, it's, it's pretty on the, on the surface, it's pretty shameful. But what I have found is the exact opposite is that, you know, I tell people um, Satan loves secrets. And so if he can keep you bound up and, and tell Ooh. you how shameful your life is and how, if you say that out loud, no one is going to appreciate you anymore and everyone's going to think you're dirty and everyone's going to think that you have nothing valid to say. What I would say to that is it's a complete lie and it's the opposite because when I shared uh, that particular one story, um, I have had droves of women coming out of the woodwork, people that I have known from town that have sent me texts and said, that same thing happened to me and I've never said it to anyone. And I'm sharing with you because you shared it in this book. And I so appreciate you being mm. honest. Mm. And so, you know, we talk about our mess being our message, but really I look at it too as a cleansing because, you know, he will take beauty from ashes and he has taken something that, on the outside and the what society would say is dirty he has taken it and made it this beautiful message to show people that we all have fallen short we have all made these horrific mistakes in our lives but guess what he's still going to bless you he's still going to move you forward and give you more he doesn't take away just because you've done something wrong and so I thank Dory for making me go through those hard parts. And I know my friend Cherie is going through that right now with her book and she will call me and I'm like, girl, tell that story, right. like just go deep, go in there and, and tell those hard parts because 
that I think over everything has made this book the success that it's becoming because I'm not, you know, I, I feel like it wouldn't have been the book that it should, that it is right now without having a good editor looking at it and saying, you know, don't just tell me, show me like that was the other thing is she really made me um, paint a picture. So people, people are telling me they felt every single thing, which was really mm -hmm. great. And I don't think mm -hmm. everyone has, I've read some other books where it is kind of surfacey and you're like, Oh, I wish they would have gone a little deeper with that. So I, Thank you, Dory, for being there and just being honest with me and making me kind of mad that I have to go back and rewrite. <laughs> yep, but you know what? It's it's those hard things. I mean, that's where we grow. That's where we're refined. That's, you know, so it's, I love, I just love watching that process. And, you know, yeah. when we're willing to be teachable. Yeah. And do the hard things. Well, you said, you look said at the fruit it. that it's, comes you from have that. To be I love that. Teachable. If you're going to write a book, you have to know, even if it's your story, you have to let other people guide you because I don't, I've never written a book before and I don't know what sells a book or what people need to hear or, you know, where the truth is going to come out. And so um, if I'm going to be arrogant and say like, it's my story, I want to tell it this way, it, you know, no, let the people that have gone before you that do this for a living, let them guide you and help you. Cause I think when you can just let that go and it's still your story, you can let it flow. There were some things where I was like, Nope, I think I got to stay in this direction. And she's like, okay. And so, you know, it's just, it's that when you find a good person to work with, like you really can be truthful with each other and um, yeah, be willing to learn. I think that's the biggest thing. Mm, I love that. Well, okay. This has been so good. I'm so glad that I we know. managed to find the time to I get know. together while we're sheltering in place and get this recorded. So if, if, if our listeners want to find you online or they want to find out more about your unmothered community, yeah, so the best way what's the, the best way for them to do that? Everything on there. It's Phyllis, P-H-Y-L-I-S, Mantelli, M-A-N-T-E-L-L-I.com. Welcome to another Insider Insights segment of the All Things Podcast, where we answer questions from our listeners about writing and publishing. If you'd like to ask a question, download the Anchor app on your phone and then search for the All Things Podcast. You'll see a message button where you can click and record your question, and then we'll play your question on the next Insider Insights segment and give an answer. So here we go. All right. Well, we are back for the second half of today's episode for Insider Insights on all things writing and publishing. I have my uh, oftentimes co-host with me today, Cynthia Cavanaugh, who is our strategic marketing coach and also a writing and book launch coach for us at Redemption Press. Welcome to All Things Podcast, Miss Cynthia. Hey, good to be back. How's everybody yes. doing out there? <laughs> well, yeah, that is the question. How is everyone doing out there? It is so crazy, and I hope people are just giving themselves permission to have weepy days and, <laughs> and you know, what else? One day at a time. That's all we can do right now. Exactly. Exactly. And we just, um, we want to bring hope as a podcast. Yeah. We want to bring hope and, and solutions for getting through this time. Cause it's, you know, we don't even, there's so much we don't know and the enemy can come in and really stir yeah. up panic and fear in times like this. And so we want to we want to encourage all of you that are listening to just keep grounded, yeah. keep your eyes on Jesus and, and know that, you know, we, we will get through this and you know what, if we don't, we're going to heaven. So, Hey, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I think, yes, that is not a bad thing, but you know, there's going to be stories that are going to come out of this and 
God is using this time to shake us all up a little bit, I think, you know, and I mean, shake up in a good way, you know, God is a gracious God and merciful, but I mean, just at the end of the day, all, you know, when uncertainty reigns, we, that's who we have to hang on to, right? Absolutely. Well, and what's been interesting, I used to do Facebook lives all the time. You know, I did one for 40 straight days a couple years ago and uh, God just had me um, really working on coming up with uh, what he wanted me to say to, and, and it wasn't necessarily on the redemption press Facebook page. I just had started this a week ago on my personal Facebook page and just felt like I needed to encourage women to be fearlessly mm-hmm. courageous yes. and It has been, it's been, I'm a weekend. It has been amazing to hear the different struggles and obstacles and concerns and questions that so many women have. And, you know, to realize that the lies of the enemy, he uses the same thing, the same lies on everyone. It's just wild. He's not very creative. And you know what I find interesting too and um is that andrea and i you know we wrote the book live bold a devotional journal to strengthen your soul and we just finished about a week ago or so 10 days ago a a challenge before this whole thing started to break out we started uh back in january a 40-day challenge on is anything too hard for god right it was like and you know when you're sharing that you were led to do this 21 days of fearless courage And I was thinking, you know, isn't it interesting how God puts on our hearts to do different things to encourage the body of Christ, right? Like we had no idea, but, you know, again, it's just a reminder after, you know, really focusing on that question, is anything too hard for God taking, taken from Genesis 18, when Abraham and Sarah uh, were told they were going to conceive a child in their old old age. And she laughed and God said, is anything too hard? (laughs) for God is anything too hard for me. And it's just, you know, it's just a good reminder to, um, yeah, just to be aware of what's going on, right. And how God takes those things in our lives and strings them together. And I know that's not our topic today because we're doing insider insights, but I just had to throw that in there. (laughs) Well, and you know what, I mean, whatever insights we have about publishing and writing, it's all got to be centered on God anyway. And for us to really do what God's called us to do, we have to, we have to be bold. We have to know, we have to trust God. We have to be courageous. So it all yes. fits. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, so, hey, what uh, many um, people that are listening today may not know, uh, probably figured it out, but we had been advertising our first ever She Writes for Him writer's retreat uh, that was going to happen at the end of April right here in Enumclaw with just at an amazing venue, three days, three nights of just 12 women getting together in one place to work on our stories and write and, and learn and bond. And we were just so bummed that we had to postpone it to September. But uh, we do have the same location uh, and dates in mid-September, so we're excited about that, that we're still able to to um, pull that off. But for right now, there are still so many women who have a story, but just are struggling with not knowing where to start, how to start, how to figure out, you know, how they're going to tell it, and a lot of this has come out on this first week of my Facebook live every day on the 21 days to fearless courage. And so we kind of, you and I both kind of figured out, okay, we need to meet a need here. We need to create a solution for women who are struggling, who have something that God wants them to say, but they just don't know where to go and they don't know what to do about it. And so we developed, um, well, Cynthia, why don't you share what we developed and and what we're going to do and I'll just throw in sure. something sure. every now and then sure. we'll just do what we normally do right we just we just teach yeah. each other 
you know, the, the yep. cool thing about this is that, you know, here we had a vision for this small writer's retreat, which we still plan on barring anything else, you know, happening, plan on doing it. We'd like to do multiples of that to give people um, an intimate setting, you know, one-on-one -on -one group coaching, you know, face-to-face -to, -face to help jumpstart their writing and actually, you know, be disciplined enough during that time and held accountable to actually walk away with something viable that they can continue work on working on. And so that was our vision, right? That's what we felt God laid on our heart at that time. So then the pandemic happens. All right. So then you're shuffling and now we have, you know, we, we had, you know, a little over half of people that had registered and were super excited for it. But now because of the pandemic, you know, we've had to postpone it. And so you ask yourself, okay, do we, what do we do? Right. And so I just think the vision of it, God just changes. We adapt to what's happening. And so now we've created, um, a 21 days, uh, from idea to manuscript blueprint, we're calling it the, she writes for him Boot Camp. And so, and we're opening up and because it's virtual, of course, we want to have more than 12 people. It's not as intimate in the same kind of setting. However, it's intimate in the fact that we are all in the same boat here, right? Like I was just thinking mm -hmm. about this the other day, Athena, that probably for one of the first times in my life, you know, we all go through different trials and, and things in our lives, but it's rare that a large group of people in the body of Christ go through the same thing at the same time. Now there have right. been like hurricanes right. and flood disasters and tornadoes and those in different parts of the world where a group of people will experience the same thing at the same time. But this is something, the pandemic that the whole world is experiencing global. Everybody mm. is experiencing or will experience this if they haven't already on some level. And so there's that common thread of we are all experiencing this together. Most of us in the United States, about 90% of us and in um, Canada, I'm not sure what the numbers are there, are being asked to stay at home. So that creates all kinds of challenges in and of itself, but it also opens up opportunity for us in our challenge of having to stay home, pressing us further to express ourselves if as the, having the gift of writing or the desire wanting to write, maybe not even knowing you have the gift of writing to actually push through this time and use this as an opportunity to get your story out on paper. And I just, you know, just from a, I don't know, philosoph philosophical point of view, if you want to say it, a theological point of view, um, I, I just was thinking about that, how God is connecting the dots that he has a different plan than we had for just 12 people. Now we have opened this up where a lot more people are going to have an opportunity to receive support, but also get some really great resources and teaching as well. So let me tell you a little bit about what it's going to look like. This She Writes for Him boot camp. It's 21 days. And so we're starting uh, next week, the day after Easter will be the, the start of it. And we are going to offer um, uh, several things for you. This will be virtual. It'll be like you've signed up for this support group, this class, this course, everything that you could put a webinar kind of all rolled into one. We are just going to jam pack it full of things that can help you launch and get started. And like Athena, you mentioned all those um uh, we talked about this earlier the other day, the obstacles that people are facing, you know, when they want to write, you know, they have the fear of writing, they have, they can't have trouble with their time management, they're not sure they're going to be good at it, all the different things, obstacles that might keep us from actually sitting down and write, we are wanting to address those to help you kind of get over the hump, so to speak, get over the speed bump and get going, right, and not have to feel like you're slowed down in that. So let me just, I'll just share with you some of the highlights of what we're going to be offering. We're going to have three 90-minute live teaching modules via Zoom to help you identify a step-by-step -step process that helps to create a blueprint for your story. And then we're going to also offer some group 
coaching sessions via Zoom. There'll be a private Facebook group. We'll have for discussion, some sharing tips, and of course, a chance to forge some new friendships. And we will also post like a daily writing jumpstart to help you as well. Um, this will be done via a video from Athena and myself and maybe a few others. There will be worksheets uh, provided to inspire and practice your writing. We'll give you a step-by-step -step plan as we work through the teaching mod modules to complete a draft of your manuscript. Um, we'll have exclusive handouts and resources that are exclusive for the She Writes for Him bootcamp. And we'll also have a special drawing for a chance to be included in the next She Writes for Him edition as a contributing author. And then we have a couple extra bonus things too that we're super excited about is, as you know, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, the All Things Podcast, we're going to have an opportunity for you to tell your Romans 828 story. And uh, don't let that, you know, freak you out. <laughs> but in the process of helping you get your story on paper, I think you're going to find that it'll be actually an incredible thing for you to participate in this. And then we also have access to the most popular teaching from our publishing teaching vaults. So at the end of the 21 day boot camp, this is what we're shooting for. This is what we are going to help you hold in your hands, so to speak. We're going to have a step-by-step -step plan. You'll have a step-by-step -step plan to complete a written draft of your manuscript with a clear vision for your message. So you know exactly where you're going. We'll have some editing helps. We'll have, um, you'll have an outline that includes an overview synopsis of your story, a, a drafted, um, fairly complete table of contents with specific chapter detail and an introduction and first chapter draft and many other creative book elements that we will be encouraging you with. So that is our promise to you is that when you are finished with this 21 days, that you will feel confident in starting and what you're doing and that you can just take off and run from there. And, you know, I, I often think of, uh, you know, the Olympic trainers, like especially in the track and field, you know, how they work so hard in, well, in any of the sports really, but when the visual aspect of watching those runners is they, they train so hard. And there is a phrase that's called um, when you're training and you're working and so hard that you, you hit the wall, almost it's like an emotional uh, physiological impact that can have on you when you've worked, worked so hard and you're trying, 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 you kind of hit the wall. But once you push through that wall, that's where all the training that you've learned, everything that comes together, all your experience helps you to be able to fly into running that race. And that happens actually not just with runners, but it can happen when you're on a marathon. Um, if you're doing a long distance bicycle ride, I've actually experienced this personally. So, and it is, it's like you're, you get stuck or you want to give up, but if you just push through that. And so that's what a that's why we're calling this a boot camp because we're going to give you the tools to be able to push through whatever is stopping you at this moment in time from moving and being able to fly, so to speak, to be able to run um, on that track, to be able to bicycle, to be able to do whatever you need to do to get to that end goal of actually having a finished manuscript in your hand. And that's our promise to you. That's what we want to help you do is to get to that place and get over that speed bump. So you can just look back and look back at that speed bump and say, ah, you know, wow, I got over that. And I'm just going to keep moving forward. And then you'll have the tools and resources in case another obstacle comes up and you'll know how to deal with it. That's awesome. We have such an amazing schedule of um, content that we're going to deliver. That's going to give you how to's that's going to just empower you to be able to come to the end of that 21 days with a plan and a very clear plan. So you can follow that plan and finish your manuscript. And as Cynthia and I went over all of the bonuses and all of the training and all of the coaching time and the classes and everything. And we kind of figured out the value. 
I mean, it's easily over $2,500 in value what we're delivering in this 21 days. And we're going to normally, next time we do this, it's going to be $297. But as an introductory offer for this very first initiative that we're doing this, so this is this is our very our debut boot camp. We're gonna we're offering it for $37, which is just such a gift. And we're so excited that we're able to make it available. It's so reasonably that there's just no excuse. I mean, now that we're all staying at home, we go, we're not going out for dinner, <laughs> we're not, you know. $37. Well, save that we're not, in two days. let's say if you go to Starbucks <laughs> several times a month, right? And, and, and I realize that some people's yep. finances have been impacted significantly. And that's why we at Redemption Press, when we talked about this, we wanted to be generous as well. And what could we do it for that would make it manageable for people that might just be impacted in a way that has taken them off guard as well, right? So we wanted to we wanted to be generous with that. Yeah. So we're very excited to be able to offer this. Now, let me clearly say the actual start date when we have our launch welcome um, live is going to be April 15th. So leading up to that, we will be having um, people as they sign up. Uh, we've already had um, over a dozen people sign up for this. So as people continue to sign up, we will be having you go right into the Facebook group. It's a, an exclusive private Facebook group where we'll be giving you homework. We'll be giving you pre-assignments to work on until we actually kick yes. off on April 15th. So there's still time to get in um, and get signed up for that. And in fact, let me go ahead and give the, the website. It's She Writes For Him Bootcamp. Dot com. And Cynthia, anything else you want to add before you know, we I'm, wrap up? I'm just super excited about this myself because I've been in the place, if you're listening to this and you have a dream and you've had a dream for a long time, but you've had challenges and obstacles to get to that place of getting it down. I, I know, and I know Athena knows what that feels like too. And if there would have been something like this, <laughs> You know, back when I started, I would have just jumped on it because it took a long time for me to find my tribe in that, right, to be able to just to get going. So I'm really excited about that, just to even from my part of the teaching and encouragement, just to share, you know, what I've learned by from trial and error and just how I think the, the biggest thing is, is that if God has put this dream on your heart and it doesn't go away and you don't know how you're going to accomplish it, then mm -hmm. it is a God dream. Then mm -hmm. that's something we need to listen to. And, and God will just keep bringing it up, right? And so it's really out of um, trusting him and kind of that old song, trust and obey, is knowing that if this is God speaking to you right now, I just, and you are able to do this, I would encourage you to do this. And so that we can, we just love, I just love helping people flourish in this. It's great. And there's room for everybody. There's room for everybody's story out there, right? Even if you feel your story might be similar to someone else's, they are not you. You have a unique right. offering to bring That's and right. God wants to share your story and give him the glory um, as you do that. And so I'm just, I'm just super pumped. And actually we have almost 20 people signed up so far just from, from us releasing information about it on Friday night. So I'm, I'm excited. I don't know. What, I need to find a different word than excited at the end. Here we go again. <laughs> I am super, super excited. excited. <laughs> I am thrilled. I am oh. exponentially overjoyed. <laughs> well, well, and for any of you who have heard uh, Cynthia and I together, and then with Andrea, um, we always have fun. So this 21 days is not only going to be incredibly empowering, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be, it's really going to be impactful. And I, I'm just so uh, over the moon. Uh, no, that's I a good one. So super <laughs> and let me tell you too, we will have those joy breaks. Okay. We're not going to like 
work you like dogs. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, we will give you some good substantial writing exercises and things to do and hold you accountable to that. But there will be moments of, uh, we're praying great joy breaks as well, where you can just kind of sit back and take a breath and look at your work and say, wow, this is really awesome. Yeah. And what, you know, I'm going to close with this. The thing that we have always um, just committed to the Lord and asked him to do would be to allow us to be the answer Mm -hmm. to someone's prayer. And so many women are just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Lord, help me. I don't know what to do, but I know I'm supposed to do this. And so we want to provide that answer to that prayer that may be in your heart, or maybe you know someone and they need to be part of this. Um, Please pass the word. She writes for him, bootcamp.com. And we would love to spend those 21 days with you. So thank you for joining in today. And thank you, Cynthia, for being with me. So thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media, of course, only if you thought it was helpful. Or if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would really appreciate it as, you know, it'll help other people find the show and let them know it really is a good one to listen to. So thank you so much for listening today, and I'll see you next week.